0: Pull up a chair, make yourselves comfy, and let's talk guitars. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Acoustic Guitar I.O. I'm Cam's your host, and today I'm bringing you an interview with a guitar player all the way from Georgia in the USA, Rodney Worley came over to Arran with his bluegrass band Midnight Run and they played a gig in a local bistro in Brodick called Fiddler's. It's now changed its name to Crofter's. So if you're looking for it, you'll find that restaurant at croftersmusicbar.com. Rodney came over with the band on the back of their tour where they had just played at the Monty Ive Bluegrass Festival and they played a great gig in Fiddler's for us. The following day, I had breakfast with them in Little Rock, a cafe on the front of Brodick. And over breakfast, I had a discussion with Rodney about his playing career and his instruments. So, without any further ado, here is Rodney Worley. So, I'm sitting here with Rodney Worley. All the way from Georgia, Yes. USA. Sir. You were over last night, playing as a great gig in the Fiddlers with your band, Midnight Run. Yes, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Really high energy and really yeah, good we,
1: buzz. Thank you. We really enjoyed being here. So,
0: Rodney, tell me what brings you to Scotland?
1: Ah, uh, well, actually, playing bluegrass. Yeah. Um, we um, we've been um, playing up at Tennessee and. Uh, Had some uh, contacts over here that wanted to come over here, and so we finally uh, got everything together, Um, got our shows lined up and everything, and made our way across the pond. Yeah. (laughs) So here we are.
0: Well, we're very pleased that you came to visit us on Arran. Oh,
1: thank you. I'm really enjoying the island. It's beautiful, beautiful. Loving the weather. (laughs) Oh, yeah, typical (laughs) Scottish weather, right? Yes. And nice. where are you heading
0: to when you leave today?
1: Um, I think we're going around the island, and we're heading to Edinburgh to play tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, I believe we're playing at the meeting room. And Rutherglen?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's with that's Alan right and yeah. Louise. Yes. Yes excellent well I'm unfortunately not able to come to that i would have loved to make it well, the meeting place is a lovely
1: venue is it i think well, you'll I, enjoy it i'm i'm anxious and excited to see it yeah, to play there yeah. but i've been i've been loving every minute of this trip it's Fantastic. just wonderful so
0: you're a guitar player
1: uh well yes for, nor, well normally i'm a player but on this trip i am the guitar player
0: yeah, yeah. and what, what have you been playing on the
1: tour as far as song was, guitar-wise. Or? Oh, guitar-wise, it's. Uh, I've been playing the little old Martin that I have. Um, I have a uh, 1953 D28, uh, mm. but that stays at the house. Yeah. I don't want to travel with it, so you know. Is I that
0: the one you have when the photo's on your website? Uh, no,
1: no, I shouldn't be on there. No. no. Okay.
0: Because there is one on there that looks pretty beat up.
1: Uh, well, no, I, it, then there may be one on there. I may have brought it up there and they actually they took pictures of it. I'm not for sure, yeah. but it could be on there. So, D-28, 53, did you say?
0: 1953. So, does that have the so one in 11-16th on the nut?
1: Yes, and it's the, um, they call it the mystery top year. Mystery top? A mystery top. They don't know which kind of spruce it's made out of. Okay. As far as in 1953, that's there's a big... You know, discussion about that in the States.
0: I didn't realise oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. I know a little bit about the pre-wars. Yeah. The sort of Adirondack. There's the herringbones, the famous herringbone D28s.
1: They are. The Tony Rice had one. Uh, yeah, he's got uh, Clarence Watts. Oh. He's got Clarence Yeah, White. that's exactly right. Wonderful yeah. guitars. Yeah, I would love to have a shot someday, but... Well, you know, they say that it doesn't really sound as good as you think it does, because the action is set so low. But it's, to, it's for Tony's playing, you know. <coughs> if if I got a hold of it, I would play it and it would just rattle because right. the strings are so low and I play yeah. so hard. But you know, for Tony, it suits him. Aye, aye. Yeah.
0: Did you watch the Tarantino film? The- one with the vintage Martin guitar in it. Ah, uh, the Hateful got, Eight. That got smashed yes, up. Yes,
1: I did watch that, oh. and I heard about that. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Greg, yeah, and yeah they, were, they were doing the scene, and um, where the lady was playing the guitar, yeah. and then he got mad and, uh, and bashed it, but it was actually the original Martin yeah. instead of the copies that they'd made. They'd make six copies of it, Aye. and somehow that just... <laughs> yeah that was that was a sad yeah that was a sad yeah, thing I, I, I did hear that Martin now has a disclaimer that they will not let any movie or theatre yeah I'll yeah, that one ta- take take their instruments and <laughs> in more which they have a variety
0: very wise yeah yep. so who have your influences been growing up picking oh
1: well let's see uh, influences probably Flat Scruggs Jimmy Martin and Sunny Mountain Boys Bill Monroe i got a funny story about Bill Monroe. When I was about six or seven years old, I would go to my grandmother's house, and she always had tons of LPs to listen to, Flatt & Scruggs and Bill Monroe and the Stanley Brothers and the Osborne Brothers and all of them. And I was actually listening to Bill Monroe, and he was singing, I Found a Hiding Place. And I asked my grandmother when I was listening to it because he always sang the high tenor. And I turned back at her and I popped and I said, Grandma, I said, who is that woman singing? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, son, that ain't no woman. She said, that's Bill Monroe. And I said, that's what I want to do.
0: It's that high lonesome that sound. That it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
1: just, I fell in love with that, that high lonesome sound and his mandolin playing. And, you know, yeah. you know I loved it. Um, never did start to really want to play until I was about 14 or 15. And did you start with mandolin? Uh, no, I actually started with a fiddle. I, yeah, I'd actually went on a trip up into Tennessee and they were having a craft fair and there were people playing the fiddle and I, that intrigued me, you know and I was uh, you know I was just mesmerized by uh, the sound that they were producing. And so on our way back from our vacation, um, I, had my, I had a little job working at a restaurant, my first job. And uh told my father, uh, when I got paid my next paycheck, I said, I think I'm going to go buy a fiddle. And so that's what I did. And I started, you know, started learning on the fiddle. Really? Yep. I played the fiddle for a little while, uh, about a year or so, and then switched over to a mandolin and really stayed on the mandolin. You know, mandolin is my main instrument. And then, you know, but I peaked a little on banjo. I don't consider myself a banjo player. And uh, the guitar. Yeah.
0: Yeah
1: that's awesome and your guitar
0: playing how did that kick off
1: oh well uh, let me think on that i just uh well actually as far as my guitar playing my mother played the guitar when i was younger and um i would play the fiddle and then you know she would play the guitar she would accompany with the guitar and then when i would Play more advanced tunes that had different chords in them that my mother did not know. I would have to learn the chords for her to show her. So in return, I was actually learning the guitar. Right. What by, by so doing that, and, I, I, and I really wouldn't. I now really didn't even realize that I was. Yeah. So that's how that came to be. Really? Well, yeah. <clears throat> but I played um, when I started playing, like I said, about 16. I played till you know just practice and practice. I would actually. And I don't recommend this to any kids, but I would actually skip school so I could go home and practice. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, lay out of school or I would tell mom I'm sick or something, and I, just so I could stay home to play. And um, <clears throat> continually got better, you know. Hopefully I did. And um, I was about 20 when um, I got my first professional job playing the fiddle with Paul Williams and the Victor Trio. Okay. Uh, and. Um, during the time when i was with paul um... we was actually nominated for a grammy and we won bluegrass gospel group of the year two different times Uh, wonderful wonderful man wonderful boss probably the best boss i've ever had in music fine man and so after i played with him for about six or seven years i left and went to play with audie blaylock and redline played the mandolin with him, sung tenor and stayed with him for about two years Um, while I was there, um, we recorded a album. It was just entitled Red Line. Um, but we recorded a, um, a duet. We put it out as a solo called Lumps and Weary Heart. And actually went to number one on the Bluegrass Charts two different times.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was it was a real pleasure. I mean, I was, I'm really blessed to be able to, to do what I've done. And uh, so then after that, um, I left him. Um, went and played with James King, and in the James King band, uh, that was a that was an adventure. Stayed with him for about a year and a half till he got sick, and uh, he he unfortunately passed away just here recently. So um, he had cirrhosis of the liver, and I was you know I was, ha- I was terrible to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I played with. Um, uh, little Roy Lewis for a little while, filled in with them, and uh, now I've been playing with Midnight Run. Yeah. So can't keep a job. I just can't <laughs> keep a job.
0: <laughs> so that whole time were you based around Tennessee most uh, of the time? Yeah.
1: I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that's basically. I'm from North Georgia, but uh, I mean, I live twenty minutes from the Tennessee line. So uh, when I started started playing with Paul, he. Is based out of Tennessee in Morristown, which is not far from Knoxville, and so is Sevierville, which Midnight Run is. You know, based out of Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, yeah. which is 20 minutes from Knoxville. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, for the most part of my music, it's been based out of Tennessee.
0: Right. Okay. I noticed with the the singing last night, you you tend to stick to the high parts. You've
1: yeah, got the, the tenor line. I, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm usually the tenor singer in the group. Um, I, except, like, when I sung with Paul, you know, Paul yeah. is a phenomenal tenor singer. I always, I used to tell everybody that he could tenor a dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably about the truth. But, um, so, um, he would always sing tenor with him. Um, but as far as with most of the other bands, I usually sung the high part. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And do you rehearse a lot to get those harmony parts worked out, or is it more of a natural human thing? I mean,. Thing?
1: Well, it's it's a little bit of both. I mean yeah. you you have to rehearse to, to get the good get that good solid blend, you know, with your bandmates and you know if if you if you're not related to these people, if you don't have blood harmony, what we call that, yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> your phrasing, your nuances are gonna be different with words and so you really have to listen, uh, to what you know, your lead man's singing, what your baritone's singing, and how they're phrasing their words, and you have to, you know, you have to lend your voice to their harmony singing, to to give it that full, good blend. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mixture of both.
0: I would say for us, I played in a bluegrass band. It was a three-piece. Okay. We had a girl on bass, <coughs> fiddle player, and myself. And I think that's where we struggled the most was. With the harmony really? sounding yeah. Yeah. It tended to be the same for everything. Oh yeah. There wasn't much variation. I know. understand. I think it comes a lot more naturally to you. You bluegrass boys from Tennessee and Kentucky and
1: Yeah, well
0: I think a lot of that's probably the fact that you grew up listening to that. Kind it of music yeah, it and is.
1: And actually, um you know, I was just talking about my grandmother Um, she was actually first cousins with Uncle Josh Graves which was the dobro player for flat strokes Uh back in the day Uh so uh, you know I mean it's just I guess I just have that blood in me that bluegrass blood you know from the from you know I think
0: it's true I mean for us with the Scottish music we grew up in primary school we were made to stand against the wall and do Scottish country dancing during gym lessons really? yeah yeah so we're listening to that kind of huchter tuchter music yeah. you know from, from a very young age and uh, it it gets into your blood yeah exactly it? you know you yeah. feel it it's, it's exactly feeling. right. it is yeah
1: I mean I, you know you have to be passionate about it yeah I mean to, to be able to you know leave home you know I left home and I'll be gone for twenty days, you know, almost a month, and you you really have to be passionate about that to to be able to to justify being on the road.
0: Yeah, and did you have to leave family behind to? to Well,
1: of course. I mean, I mean, I'm not married or anything, but I mean, you know, I've got my parents are there, and I've got a sister and. Uh, my little nephew, he's about five, and so I was talking to him the other day, and he wanted me to bring him a little Nessie creature. <laughs> and So I had to pick him a little Loch Ness Monster up. And, uh, Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I miss him. I do miss him. Yeah. I'm ready to see him.
0: Very good. Yeah. Uh, tell me what kind of picks you like to use. This is a thing guitar players love to talk about. Uh,
1: th- it is a thing that guitar players love to talk about. I usually use a uh, blue chip. Okay. Uh, I like a thin one, actually, I like mine to be a 35, you know, uh, yeah. I have, you know, quite a bit of tortoise shell, uh, but as we were discussing earlier, you know, like tortoise shell will wear on you and, you know, misshape and, you know, it'll break after it wears out, and so I've just really stuck to the blue chip, I mean, it's just very, it's very reliable, very smooth against the strings. Uh, doesn't hardly wear as hard as I play, it still st- keeps its shape. So, I it's usually what I use that. And I'll use um, either D'Adario EXPs, uh, J17s, or I'll use Elixir Strings on it. Yeah. Um, just because of the coating on them, lasts longer. Sure. So,
0: yeah, I use them too. Alexis. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not my favorite brand for tone, but uh, for yeah, convenience. Exactly. They're just, yeah. they can't be beaten. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right.
0: And uh, traveling around Scotland, how is that? How are you enjoying that? Well,
1: I, I've enjoyed it uh, very much. I mean, yeah, you know, we've been to Ireland, Scotland. Uh, I think we'll go into England and the Wales, and then we'll get to go back home. Um,
0: you played the Monieve Bluegrass Festival. We did
1: play the Monty Ive Bluegrass Festival. That was great. That was um, that was just a little gem hidden, and I thoroughly enjoyed that festival. That little village was just absolutely magical. Oh, that's a great place. It was. It was yeah. But as far as traveling over here, the craziest thing I guess is driving on the other side of the road. <laughs> I mean, when well, we landed, well, we landed in Dublin, Ireland, and got a. We rented a car and they threw me the keys and said, "Here you go." And so I just had to drive on the left-hand side of the road, from, you know, from the airport, and, and so that was that was challenging. Yeah. But uh, we managed it. We're still here. <laughs>
0: So I looked you up I saw there was a thing called the Spigma Awards Oh yes It's the Preservation of Bluegrass Music Association As or something the, like yeah, that it, yeah. and you've, you've had a couple of those
1: uh, Yeah I've actually had two of those that's uh, when I was playing with Paul Williams in the Beecher Trail we actually won uh, Bluegrass Group of the Gospel Bluegrass Group of the Year for 2007 and 2008 Wow well, yeah. congratulations Thank you sir mm-hmm. Thank
0: you That's fantastic There's something else I was going to ask you Oh yes, you. I was watching you play last night. You have quite a light touch. It's quite. You were doing a lot of the kind of like a mandolin chop uh-huh. almost, and a lot of your rhythm. But it was so snappy and so bright, and fitted the the band so well. I was watching your A chord when you were playing with your index finger. Yeah, the long your A. your up to the yeah. fifth. Yeah, the yeah. long A. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. Oh, though.
1: do you not play an A like that? No. Oh, no how problem. do you do
0: it? I just do the the three. Of bend oh, the finger in, okay,
1: I, I understand.
0: Or I do it up at the fifth fret across the strings. Oh, I uh, so you yes. some open strings I in. understand. But I loved what you were doing. That yeah, that's that's
1: the long A um that's you know, I've always you know, Lester Flapp start was doing that, Jimmy Martin was doing that, and you know, I Jimmy Martin was very heavily influenced on my guitar playing. I mean, to me he's probably the best rhythm player, but um uh, besides that Paul Williams and J.D. Crowe played with Jimmy Martin back in the '60s, and so when I went to play with Paul, you know Jimmy had heavily influenced him because he played with him for so many years, and he actually married Jimmy's sister. <laughs> so you know there was a very Jimmy Martinish, you know, style to his playing, and so. Paul would show me Jimmy Martin licks and runs, and this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And so I took all that in, you know, and that's where I got the long A. And ah, okay. yeah, there's, there's, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve.
0: Yeah, today. yeah that was neat. <laughs> well, I'm aware that your breakfast is sitting there getting cold, yeah, I so see that. We'll, we'll wrap this up, and I will thank you most sincerely for sitting down and having a chat with me, oh. Rodney. Yes, It's
1: great to
0: meet you and to awesome. hear you play. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Many thanks to Rodney for sitting down with me and having a chat. I'm sorry I let your breakfast get cold, Rodney. I hope you still enjoyed it. But it was a really good experience for me to get to sit down with you and talk to you. And thanks also to the band for coming over here. It's such a privilege for us here on our small island to get such fantastic music coming over. I suppose we're blessed with the location, and that's perhaps what attracts the bands to come over, as they're playing in a very small venue, and it was a a small crowd, but an enthusiastic crowd at their Fiddler's gig. You'll find this interview also published on my YouTube channel, where there's a video recording, and also some music recordings from their concert in Fiddler's. There's one published at the time of recording this and I intend to publish more as time permits. You can look the band up on their website. They are at midnightrunband.com and you'll find more information about them there. The band, as well as Rodney, is made up with Seth Mulder on mandolin, Max Ettling on bass and Colton Powers on banjo. How about that accent? That accent is absolutely wonderful. It reminds me, well, naturally of my trips over to Georgia where I used to go for an acoustic guitar event in Conyers hosted by my very good friend Little Brother. It was very interesting because the night before I was talking with Rodney about Georgia and I mentioned the fact that I used to go over there for acoustic jams at a friend of mine's in Conyers And he said, oh, what's his name? So I said, his name's Little Brother. His actual name's Doug Jones. And he said, oh, I know Doug. So it was (laughs) funny to meet somebody over here who knows Doug. Uh, It was a great concert, as I've said. Uh, You can enjoy their music on their website and on my YouTube channel. And I'd like to just say one more time, thank you very much to The Midnight Run for coming over here to Aaron. If you enjoyed the content, please feel free to share it with your friends. I'm really trying to grow this channel into something great. and I want to continue to be able to bring you some fabulous guitar content, both from within the UK and from further afield. I've set up some new social media accounts, so I would love you to come over and follow me there. My Instagram and Facebook accounts are AcousticGuitar.io. And on Twitter I couldn't have that because there was one too many characters. So I've gone with Acoustic Guitar, G-I-O. So please come along, give me a follow, give me a like, give me some some of that social media love. I'd really appreciate it. You'll find the show notes to this episode published on my website, which is AcousticGuitar.io. And you can also come on there and get my email address, which is cams, C-A-M-S, at AcousticGuitar.io. I'd love to hear some feedback. And if you've got any suggestions about guests for the show, I would love to hear from you. I also publish on the Steam blockchain. So you'll find me on there at steamit.com slash at AcousticGuitar. That's steamit S-T-E-E-M-I-T dot Thanks for listening and I look forward to talking to you all again very soon.